This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is GoPowerCat.com publisher Tim Fitzgerald. Thank you for listening to this PowerCat podcast. Make sure you never miss an episode of the PowerCat podcast by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast network. And if you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming a subscriber to GoPowerCat.com. We cover the Wildcats like no one else with our VIP customers enjoying one-of-a-kind coverage from our team of professional journalists. And sign up today for an annual subscription to GPC and grab a 30% discount on your first year. And now here's the PowerCat Podcast. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat post-game podcast, presented by Caddyshack Golf, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig-Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to a very special edition of the PowerCat post-game podcast, sponsored by Caddyshack Golf. Kansas State has upset number five Oklahoma 48-41 on Saturday at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Tim Fitzgerald and football analyst Brian Hanley from the WTC Gig Powered Studios. And also, thank you to Learfield IMG, the Kansas State Sports Network, Wyatt Thompson, Stan Weber, Matt Walters, for giving us access to these great calls throughout this podcast. It's a pleasure to hear them and how they articulate Kansas State sports for the fan base. Lots of highlights, lots of postgame quotes. We're going to get after it right now. Brian, I tweeted this and probably should save it for... My business, instead of putting on Twitter, look, man, I covered that 2003 Big 12 championship game, and I confidently called the upset of K-State over Oklahoma. That Oklahoma right. team was unbeatable, untouchable, but what people were missing about K-State was injuries had sidetracked K-State during that season, and although the Wildcats had three losses, they were healthy and ready to click, and they clicked in Kansas City and beat that Oklahoma team. Some want to call it the upset of the century. For me, Brian, this was a bigger win. This was a more surprising win. Maybe not a bigger win in terms of context, but a more shocking outcome, because honestly, I know you got to play the game, but this one was almost felt like a no doubter. I treated it like that, and I was completely wrong. Yeah, I mean, looking back at everything and looking at today, the difference was is you're exactly right. K State was injured that year, but K State had some talented football players on that 2003 team. It might be the most talented, and I'm obviously biased to the '98 team, but that might be one of the most talented teams that K State's ever had. So this is not that way. But you know what? I don't care. These guys came to play. I've been hard on Skyler. I've been hard on the coaching staff. And I've really been hard on the offensive line. All three today were outstanding. Can't give them enough credit. So much to unravel as we proceed through this Powercat postgame podcast. We are sponsored by our good friends at Caddyshack Golf. Caddy with two T's. Visit CaddyshackGolf.com for all of your officially licensed golfing willy apparel, accessories, and more. Use code GPC for free shipping on your next order. And if you are listening to this podcast and you are not a subscriber to GoPowerCat.com. We are having a flash sale to celebrate a big win. It's a big discount. The biggest one we've ever done. 60% off an annual subscription for a very limited time at GoPowerCat. Get over there. Don't miss out. You're going to want to follow the rest of this football season, obviously. They're one win away from bowl eligibility now. And after watching that Emporia State 
exhibition, okay, it's an exhibition. I feel a lot better about Kansas State basketball this year. Those three freshmen are really promising for the Wildcats. You want the inside scoop. You want that VIP experience, 60% off. Don't mess around. Don't let it expire. And then you tweet at me, when are you having a next special? This is it. <laughs> Pull the trigger. Let's start off, number one, with that offensive line. What were they doing differently, Brian, in this game than we've seen the first three games of Big 12 where they were really stymied? Well, it kind of goes back to the things that I had been calling for. They were just, they opened up a couple of different plays. I saw the interior line, like the, the line would block down, but the, the play side guard would back out and kick out on defensive end. They were just doing some different things, but you know, to be honest, they were just pushing them around. I mean, the guys were just being physical and OU has a really good, front seven i mean so let's not kid ourselves and think oh this is the same ou defense from the past it is not they've got some big defensive tackles they got super fast linebackers they were out there just pushing them around so i don't know that they necessarily did anything different other than they played physical and it looked like we had a game plan that either maybe they just bought into or the coaching staff put something special together but it they weren't really they were they were just playing well. They just got back to the things that they did the first three games of the year. We didn't mess around. Uh, a lot of the st- things, though, we caught them in some slants and twists because that's what their old line likes to do. They like to stem at the line of scrimmage. They like to slant. They like to twist. And we were catching them in it because every now and then they would catch us and they would just we would have a couple you know a five yard loss or something. But we were catching them in it. And when we were catching them in it, it wasn't like a five-yard game. It was like a 15-yard game, you know, a 12-yard game here. And we, but for the most part, we were just pushing them off the line of scrimmage, which is exactly what everybody had been calling for. It seemed like anything else in the game of football or any sport, you kind of got a rhythm going, and that offensive line settled into a rhythm. They were almost predicting exactly how OU was defending plays. <laughs> Things were opening up all across the line uh, and, you know, the running backs were doing a great job of blocking for each other, receivers downfield. It was just very effective. And K-State started chunking off runs. Here's an early one from James Gilbert. Here's the handoff and a big hole for Gilbert. 50, 45, 40, 35 yard line of Oklahoma. They'll mark him with a knee down at the 36. Delarian Turner Yell is the Oklahoma tackler. Another big run for the Wildcats. Oklahoma was so good on that first drive, you kind of thought, oh, boy, they're just going to dominate K-State. And then they just kind of settled in. And and it was almost like they started peeling back that onion. Okay, we've established this. Now we're going to add this in. And now we're going to do this. And now we're going to do this. They had OU utterly confused to the very end. Yeah, they did. They, I mean, everything that we were doing was working. It was the guy again. I can't give the coaching staff enough credit. I just can't. They had the kids ready. They had us ready. Um, they put together a masterful plan. And it seemed like we were in their head. It seemed like they're in their head. Now, and that was the thing is that, you know, our coaching staff, we outcoached them. One thing that OU has prided themselves on the last basically three or four years is running the football. Well, the running backs, I think, had what, seven carries total? I'm like, that's not going to, I mean, I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what they were thinking, but they literally stopped running the ball with running backs. Now, I know Hurts is great, and I'm not taking that away from him, but you got to run the football with your running backs if you're going to pride yourself on running the football, and they didn't do that. And that was to our advantage, and it worked. That's too bad for them. That Oklahoma offense is incredible. There's no way you can get around it. Here's the perfect example. Did you know they only ran 53 plays in the game and had yep. 497 yards for Absolutely 9.4 ridiculous. A, a, a play? The key here was down the stat sheet. 38 minutes of possession for the Kansas State offense. They can't keep racking up yards and plays if they're on the sideline. And K-State ran a far greater number of plays. I'm looking for the number right here. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Well, I'll find it. Um, it it was just really impressive. 73 plays on the offense side of the ball for Kansas State. They played keep away, uh, and it just really was amazing. Skylar Thompson had an interesting quote here about 
the process and buying in and trusting the coaches and the game plan. I love this. Coach Clement just always just preaches us to just like focus on on one day at a time, one play at a time, one game at a time, and and don't treat uh, any week different than um, than any other week. Like you know, what I thought was what stood out to me about Coach Clement this week, there wasn't one moment where he really mentioned that we're playing the number five team in the country. Like he just approached it like he did every week this this, this season. Like there was. There was nothing like, oh, we got to step it up more. We got to do this. We got to do that. It was just like, no, like we got to trust the process and can, like trust our, our our coaching, trust our, you know, and our teammates, trust the process. That was really good stuff from from Skylar Thompson. The quote goes on, but uh, Skylar is a talker. We'll put it that way. Uh, and, <laughs> and he was excited. He said something really interesting, Brian, after the game. It took him forever to get to the media room. He'd done media. He'd talked on the field. He'd hugged his father. But he was extremely emotional after the game. And he said, I'm sorry I'm late, guys. I sat in the locker room for 20 minutes trying to wrap my mind around it. It really is kind of mind-blowing what K-State did. And here's why for me. It wasn't the fact they won, which was surprising in itself. But they didn't do it because of anything fluky. They were nope. the better team on the football field. And like Skylar said, trust the process. K-State made Herculean jumps ahead in their process of, of getting it, turning into a better football team. They ran the ball better. They threw the ball better. They tackled better. They still were good on special teams. They moved down the road quite a bit. Yeah, they did. Uh, it was very interesting, uh, but exciting to see. Now, the one thing to keep in mind, we don't want to start overlooking and upping expectations right. because when you do that, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you got to remember these are still kids. So the thing about it is, is that we are ahead. Let's just stay ahead. We don't have to, to up our expectations and expect this and expect that. We're just asking for letdowns. And we don't need to put that kind of pressure on the kids. So just keep just what he said. Just trust the process. But we're ahead of the game. I, I'll, I'll say that. I have no qualms with that. We are ahead of the game, and that is a testament to the coaching staff. It really is. It was a marvelous game plan on both sides of the ball. Even though that defense gave up some yardage, they gave Jalen Hurts some issues. And, and I say that with all respect because the guy ran the ball 19 times for 96 yards. He was 19 of 26 for 395 yards passing, and yet they limited his damage. He didn't have those game-changing big plays throughout the contest. He had one really nice throw and catch to, to CeeDee Lamb, but other than that, they kind of bottled him up. They used Wyatt Hubert. They used Wyatt Hubert on the inside quite a bit. I thought it was very interesting, and they really just kind of messed with him and spied him and wouldn't let him get free. That guy's incredible. He is Michael yeah, Bishop. Yes. He really is. He does some things. You go, yeah, that's Mike. He drops a snap, picks it up, wings it downfield. I'm going, that's Bishop. That's incredible. Um, yeah. But K-State didn't let him run wild, and it was really impressive. It was impressive. Uh, the defense, I know they gave up a lot of yards. I know they gave up a lot of points. Some of those you can attest to, hey, we thought the game was over. Young kids let their foot off the gas because we were literally in control of that football game on both sides of the ball till the middle of the fourth quarter. I mean, we were, we just were. We were in control. So, and we had them under control. We had the offense under control. Defense played magnificent. And then that just goes to show you how good OU is. We let our foot off just a little bit, and they took it completely off and put it back the other direction and got themselves back into the football game. So that just kind of goes to show you what our margin for error is. Yep. But doesn't really matter. We won the football game. That's all that I care about today. We won the football game. I didn't think it was a game that we could win. Uh, I knew we would go out there and play hard, which is what I was asking for. Hey, just go play hard. Just go play hard. Well, hey, they played hard. Kansas State took a 24-23 lead at halftime. That in itself was impressive. But that third quarter was remarkable. K-State had won the toss. They deferred to the second half like most coaches will do. And K-State then took that opening kickoff and got points. And then the defense got a three and out and they got points. And then the defense got a three and out and they got points. K-State outscored Oklahoma 17 to nothing in the third quarter. Oklahoma ran six plays for 12 yards in the entire third 
quarter. It was remarkable. That defensive yeah, effort was. was remarkable in some stretches. And that's about the time you saw OU like, oh, crap, this is happening. You know, all of a sudden they're yep. down to the, they're just struggling to come back. At, you know, early in the fourth quarter, it goes to 48-23. And that was the knockout blow in some ways because that's a lot of points to make up in 12 minutes. Yep. Yep. Defense, like I said, third quarter, remarkable. Defense, outstanding. Uh, we, we were in control of the game. I mean, offense, defense, we were the more physical football team. And nine times out of ten, when you're a more physical football team, I know that's old cliche-ish, but football doesn't really change a whole lot when it comes to that. When you're the more f- physical football team, you usually win the game. And K-State was clearly the more physical football team. And we won the football game. I mean, that's, that's all we can ask for. Thought it was a great, great effort by everybody. Yeah, it really was. It was amazing. Uh, the running, we talked about running the ball effectively, and every coach wants his, wants his balance in that offense. How about this? 213 on the ground, 213 through the air for the Wildcats. They ran the ball 45 times. James Gilbert, my goodness, this young man has been a find. 13 carries, 105 yards, one touchdown. Uh, he had one lost yard in the game. That tells you all you need to know about how much Kansas State was dominating that offensive line. Uh, Jordan Brown, 12 carries. He came back for the Wildcats, 63 total yards. Skylar Thompson, 13 carries, 39 total yards, but four touchdowns in the game because he was so good he couldn't be stopped. And for me, Brian, this was one of the biggest plays of the game. Third and 10 cats at the Sooner 14-yard line, trailing in the game, 20-17 to 17 with 30 seconds to go, second period. Here come the Sooners, Thompson runs, he's at the 10, to the 5, Wildcat touchdown, Wildcat touchdown, Skyler Thompson from 14 yards away, and K-State has the lead with 23 seconds to go in the period. Brian, uh, you know, third and 10 at the 14 and it looks like you're just going to get a field goal before halftime and go in tied up. And lo and behold, Skylar Thompson with a beautiful read on the quarterback draw. And then he would not be tackled. He was hit at about the two or so and still got in. This was his best game by far as a Wildcat. 18-28, throwing the ball. He made some really tight window throws. How about Skylar Thompson? We talked about how he had to play consistent throughout the year. He had to take steps forward. Um, And in the recent weeks, he hadn't played the greatest. I mean, he came up huge last week. And kind of what we talked about at the very beginning of the season, confidence. He didn't play his best game last week. But at the end, when we needed him to play his best, he did. That rolled over into this week. It's all part of confidence and building that confidence. Well, he did that last week. It rolled over into this week. He played extremely well this week. So I'm excited to see where he goes from here because we're going to go just like most teams go as far as on offensive side of the ball, what your quarterback does. And he just had a great football game, controlled the game, ran it when he needed to run it, got rid of the the football when he needed to get rid of the football, made some outstanding throws, timely, accurate throws, you know, and he did, this was clearly kind of what you said, by far the best game that he's played as a Kansas state wildcat and couldn't have happened at a better time. 18 completions in the game to nine different receivers. How about that stat? That really jumps out at you. Um, Dalton Schoen led the way with five catches. Youngblood with three. Malik Knowles with two. It's good to have Malik out there. He makes a huge difference, and here's one of his catches. Jordan Brown is the running back. Here's Skyler with a play fake. Wants to throw. Has good protection into the middle. Knowles at the 30-yard line. First down, K-State. Our appreciation to Learfield IMG, the Kansas State Sports Network, for providing us with these highlights. Uh, they did not have my favorite throw of the game on on his, their clips, and it was a throw that Skyler made towards the front of the end zone with Sammy Wheeler. He put the ball, pinpointed it through three guys. It was a really narrow window throw to his tight end. Man, it was impressive. Skyler was so confident as this game went on. It was remarkable to see a guy blossom like that. 
Yeah, it was. It was really fun to watch. And I'm really happy for him. I'm excited for him. Because, like I said, it wasn't just me. People have kind of just been like, hey, I thought he was going to be better. Uh, he hadn't played as consistent. And like I said, last week, and then to, to come out and to play the way that he did today is just so – I'm just so excited for him. I'm so happy for him. And I, I, I really think that this is going to be the turning point to just skyrocket. And so I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I just believe that his confidence level has to be at an all-time high, and I don't see why they can't carry him for the rest of his career. You can't take any for anything for granted. Ask Oklahoma. Uh, they right. probably thought they were going to roll in here and get a win. You know, in hindsight, they've Texas is the only team with a winning record they had played, I guess. I've read that stat. Uh, they have really kind of had it easy so far. Maybe they got into a fight they didn't expect. Uh, it was just fascinating to watch how the tide turned in this game emotionally. And you just saw the reality kind of settled in with OU that we're, we're down three, four scores in the fourth quarter. We got to play perfect. But, man, they were almost good enough to get it done. They came so close yeah. to picking up a onside kick that would have really changed everything. And then K-State got away with the win. Uh, remarkable how K-State persisted. And I guess that's where I'm going with this. Even when things weren't going quite right, they got down by two scores early in this game, and they they got back on their way back. And then o Oklahoma rattles off 18 straight, and they didn't succumb to it. Really a, a sign of persistence. And great teams, good teams, well-coached teams, teams that have self-belief win games like this, don't they? Like I said, I cannot, just cannot give credit to the coaching staff enough. I mean, they did a great, great job of preparing. Um, and like you said, good teams don't fall victim when they are in control. They don't lose those games. They just don't lose those no. games. Now, that also is a testament to how good OU is. Because OU, once they figured out, hey, we're behind, they turned it on and almost came back. And we weren't giving it to them either. It's not like we just laid down for them. They took control of the football game and got themselves back into it. But you know what? The guys just fought. They fought, they fought, they fought, and we won the football game. And that's all that you can ask for at the end of the day. Kansas State beats number five, Oklahoma, 48-41 on a beautiful day at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. K-State moves to 5-2 and two in the season, 2-2 two and two in Big 12 play. Oklahoma falls to 7-1 and one in over, overall, and, of course, that's their first Big 12 loss. And Guys like Wyatt Hubert could see it in their eyes. They didn't know how to play from behind. They didn't know how to handle what was happening to them. As we go to our break on the Powercat postgame podcast sponsored by Caddyshack Golf, let's hear from the man himself, Wyatt Hubert, who was really big at defensive end for K-State and some defensive tackle as they really flustered an explosive OU offense. Teams like OU aren't used to aren't used to you know facing adversity like that. And uh, you know the model this week was just you know keep keep pounding it on them. Uh, you know Jalen Hurts probably isn't used to getting you know quarterback pressures, quarterback hits. Uh, before going into this game, he only got sacked three times throughout the whole season. So you know that was the main thing for our uh, defense line. Uh, just go out there, you know, put pressure on them. Stay locked in. The Powercat Podcast will be right back. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits. Turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We now send it back to Fitz in the WTC gig-powered studios. Welcome back to the PowerCat Postgame Podcast, sponsored by Caddy Shack Golf. A couple things here, a little business, 60% off a subscription right now at GoPowerCat.com. Annual sub, 60% off, best deal we've ever done. We're celebrating a huge win for the Wildcats and giving you a huge discount. Now is the time to subscribe. Get it done. You won't believe the coverage my guys have been providing our, our subscribers, our VIP customers. I'm really proud of the work we've been doing. And we are sponsored by Caddyshack Golf. That's Caddy with two T's. For K-Staters, buy K-Staters, jackets, hats, polos, t-shirts, golf accessories. Caddyshack Golf Wear, Caddy with two T's. Visit CaddyshackGolf.com and use the code GPC for free shipping on your next order. And we will have a Caddyshack Golf question of the week from one of our subscribers at Wabash Station over at GoPowerCat.com as we get into your your questions here for myself and Brian and let's just jump into what I think is a really good question here from the incredible Gulk. Great name. Do you think the injuries to Jordan Brown and Malik Knowles are a big reason why the offense has struggled and uh, it seemed like having those guys back really kind of clicked everything into place for Kansas State? I definitely think it had something to do with it. I don't believe that that was everything, but you can see when Noel Malik is out there, when he's out on the field, even as just a decoy, he causes other things to open up. Um, so clearly that's a, that's a good thing. I, I mean, and as far as Brown, he brings another element to the game. And I, I, I just think that having those two guys back opens up a lot and maybe the coaching staff knows something i mean they're the coaches they're there for a reason they know things that we don't know so clearly if they it just seemed like the offense was totally different today so maybe they know some things that we don't know which is a good thing i mean there's nothing wrong with that and but they absolutely open more things up for the offense when they're out there no question it strikes me that they're beginning to understand their weapons and who does what well uh they got the Ball to Viking Gill a little bit in the passing game. Dalton shown when they needed a big play. He was the target a lot of the time. Uh, and this play by Josh Youngblood was uh, another touchdown. I believe it was second touchdown of the game for K-State. And this young freshman just has something about him, Brian. I, he just yeah. got this extra thing. When you see it, you know it. And I can't quite describe it. It's not just that he's right. quick and fast. He just knows how to play football. Here we go. Touchdown by Josh Youngblood. In the pistol. Gets the snap. Hands the ball off to Youngblood. He got to the corner. Wildcat touchdown. Joshua Youngblood scores. Our thanks to Learfield IMG and Wyatt Thompson, voice of the Wildcats, for their highlights here. It really adds a lot to the show. They really did open it up. And and one of the things that I noticed today is they finally used the inverted diamond, the inverted wishbone with the three backs. They had Trotter, Gilbert, and Brown on the field together. And, you know, they had Trotter getting at people on the edge and running the ball out there in space. They outnumbered them on the edge sometimes with that formation. They haven't been able to do that without a healthy Jordan Brown because they just haven't – that doesn't give you enough threat there. They, you know, kind of – they ran it a little bit later uh, with big old Jack Stanine back there, and it just didn't seem the same thing. You never did, felt like you knew they weren't going to hand the ball to Jacks. But they opened up the playbook and, and really gave OU some things that they just didn't know how to handle. That was the key, is opening up the playbook. I know we talked about that a little bit on the pregame, is, hey, let's open it up and let's just see what happens. Throw, Open up the kitchen, throw the kitchen sink at them. Let's see what happens. And they did that. They opened up a lot of things, and we ran a lot of different things, and it opened it up for us. So I was happy to see it, and I hope we continue it the rest of the season. But I think also having those healthy guys in the backfield I think helps. I just believe, or and not just in the backfield, but also as far as Malik as well. But having those guys healthy, I believe that that helps open up everything for everything else. And like I said, the coaching staff did a magnificent job this game. So clearly they know what's best. They know what they're doing. 
and got to give him credit. Yeah, Jordan Brown with a big reception in the game. Having him coming out of the backfield as a real threat to catch the ball is important for K-State. Skyler hit him in the numbers, hit him so hard he almost dropped the ball, but he was able to hold on to it. Uh, but, yeah, they just diversifies your offense so much. Let's move on to another question. This one's from Purple Poncho Villa. How big was that D-line today? Brian, man, they you, you look at the running stats, you look at some of these stats and go, eh, but they were disruptive. They didn't let Jalen Hurts get get loose too often. It was just really impressive. Yeah, it was. And the thing, the times that he did get loose, they weren't really quarterback runs. They were, hey, they dropped back to pass, right. and he ran the football. So it wasn't like design runs. The, the officer and the defensive line controlled the line of scrimmage, I thought, for the most part, the whole football game. I mean, they did things that we wanted them to do all year. It was great to see. I mean, they played a very, very good game. And they just got after them. And that's all we can ask. Hey, just get after them. Just get physical and get after them. And they did. They bullied them. And it was great to see. Great to see. It was really amazing to watch how this all transpired. Let's talk about that defensive line a little bit more. Wyatt Hubert, man, this kid, you can just see him growing into stardom. And he had this incredible sack of Jalen Hurts. Here's Wyatt Thompson with the call. Really good protection. Now it breaks down and a sack. A sack by Wyatt Hubert at the 34 with three seconds to go. Oh, man, he's 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 Thor. He's just turning into a superhero for me. It, it's really fun to watch. We've got a great question here from CFIHDE. I think that's how he wants it done. Did the coaching staff turn a corner, or did they just get up for another big game like Mississippi State? I think coaching staff turned a corner. Uh, I mean, you got to give them credit too. We can't just say, "Oh, well, they just got up for the game." The coach want to win. The coaches want to win every game. I mean, this is one thing about coaching in sports that people don't realize: this is their job. This literally, this is their job. So if they're not doing well they could be fired. So they're trying to win every single game. They're not just out there, oh, well, let's just go through the motions and things like that. No, that's that's not what's happening. They want to win. So they've turned the corner, too. they got to learn kind of what you mentioned earlier. They've got to learn what guys do well, what they do well. It's a whole new coaching staff. It's a whole new new system, not necessarily system to them, but a, a different conference, a different feel, a different division of football so the coaching staff can get better too because if they're not getting better it's kind of what i mentioned earlier i mean they're getting left behind everybody can continue to get better and the coaching staffs get better too so yes they were definitely turned a quarter definitely turned a quarter it was really impressive and let's build off of that with what i picked for our CaddyshackGolf.com question of the week. This is from Emaw Wildcat 82. It's kind of redundant to say Emaw and Wildcat. Maybe I should talk to him about that. But it's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> so was Lincoln Riley outcoached by head coach Chris Kleiman? And he notes that OU was the team running the trick plays in this game, not K-State. Well, I mean, I noticed that some people put that on on Facebook earlier. The running trick plays is part of what they do all the time, yeah. and it's part of what any program does. So they do that no matter who they're playing. So that part doesn't have anything to do with it. Um, but as far as Coach out, Coach Kleiman out coaching him, that absolutely happened. I mean, that goes without saying that that happened. Like I said, often he's supposed to be an offensive genius, and I don't discredit that he is. But he didn't run the football. And when you're not going to run the football, you know, or at least try to attempt to run the football, that's a problem. And they just didn't do it. And like I said, OU has prided themselves on running the football the last three or four years, and they just refused to do it. Now, maybe they saw something and didn't think they could, but I know they stopped doing it, so that was to our advantage. So I absolutely believe he was outcoached. Yeah. And good for us. I, I agree. I thought Coach Messingham, as offensive coordinator, put together a really good plan. The kids executed it. Chris Kleiman might be a defensive whiz, but it was his offense that really came through for the Wildcats. They scored 48 points on Oklahoma, and it was on an Oklahoma defense that guys like me have been saying, this is a totally different group. This is a different thing. Oklahoma's finally got a defense. Well, it didn't look like it today, did it? No, it didn't. But you know what? I'm not going to be that guy that says that they don't because they've still played some decent teams. Yeah. I mean, they played Texas, 
and their defense played well. I mean, they've played some teams and their defense has played well. I just believe that we played better than they did today. That happens when you're dealing with college kids or you're dealing with anybody. I mean, you can win any game, regardless of the talent levels. If you put together a plan and your kids believe in it and they come out and they execute, that we just played a good game. We just played better than they did. Doesn't mean that their defense isn't any good. It just means that we played better. That's literally, I truly believe that. I believe that if we did that, we could win the game. And we did do that and we won the game. So good for us. That's Brian Hanley, our football analyst based out of Frisco, Texas. You might know him from that 98 Kansas State football team that was the best college football team I've ever covered by far. He was an offensive lineman. And today, Chris Kleiman clearly took the mantle of the program. I feel that way from from Coach Snyder. I know that other guy had a big win over Texas, but that one had a fluky feel to it. This one had some substance to it. And I, I don't feel like they're going to take their eyes off the prize here. They'll, they'll pick up this momentum and move into KU. Let's hear from Chris Kleiman about how they constructed this offense and how it really came through for K-State. Yeah, when we were down, you know, 10 to nothing quickly and then 17 to 7, uh, it was neat because we were moving the line of scrimmage yep. on, on offense. And so I thought if we were able to sustain some drives, we might be able to wear them down a little bit. And that's hard to say against a great team like that. Uh, but I thought we could. And then it's no different. Once you get a rhythm going offensively and you get some belief, uh, and shoot, I'm so proud of our offensive line. You know, everybody rides those guys so much. And, you know, our inability to rush a football sometimes, they took it upon themselves. And, and, and you'll notice the one thing that I said we were going to do on the perimeter run is we were going to cut guys down. We had not done it all year because our guys were afraid of getting penalties. And we worked on it all week, and we cut guys on the perimeter, and we ended up getting some big runs. He points to Harry Trotter, who did a great job in that area, blocking for his teammates, accepting the role. They just did so many little things. That, that looked like the North Dakota State offense we thought we'd see. That finally Correct. looked like it, and it was awfully fun. It's a fun brand of football when they get going. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I I loved it. Um, guys, like I said, for me, being an old offensive lineman, it was good to see the guys getting back to pushing guys around, uh, being confident in what they were doing. I'm not saying they weren't confident before, but you could just see them from the opening snap. You could just see that the guys were like, hey, we're locked in and we're ready to go. Um, and it was on both sides of the ball. So it, it's a fun win. It's a great win. Um, coach definitely has taken the program by the horns, uh, and that's what he needed to do. So I think he knows the kind of things that he has to do uh, to take the program over, and I believe that he's done that. So um, expectations are going to be high. I know that. But you know what? Is one game at a time. We got a, a game next week, and keep progressing, keep getting better. I know we just need to stay focused and just win the next game. Let's move on to a couple other things. I feel like I, there's so much to talk about, Brian, and, and I don't want this podcast to get too long, but I want to play this play because it, it was just enormous in the course of this game. Oh, you try to run a trick play. K-State covered it after having great success on their first trick play, which is a real, was a really cool concept, a little screen out there, bubble screen on the side, but he threw it backwards and then got it back to Jalen Hurts, who had a wide-open receiver. How he didn't score, I don't know. They tried to come back to a reverse uh, and throw the ball, and it blew up on him because the receiver who was throwing it tried to get a little greedy when his first guy was covered. He tried to go to a second guy, and this was what happened. Second and 13 from the 21. Hertz will swing it to the far side, and now Basquin fakes the throw, and now will throw it into the middle of the field, and it's picked off. It's bobbled and intercepted by A.J. Parker. He's at the 20, to the 15, to the 14-yard line. Jalen Hertz makes the stop. What a big play for the Cats. Huge play. A.J. Parker got the tip ball, returned it down to the 15. K-State ends up scoring. Man, the defense just, they get turnovers. They had the big play on the uh, special teams with the uh, short kick. It wasn't an onside kick. The short kick that they ended up covering, little things. They executed little things that they had uh, they needed to do in this game. It was it started to make you believe. It's like you kept thinking, okay, OU's going to come back. Oh, there's an interception. Oh, there's a recovery on the onside kick or the short kickoff. It just kept piling up, didn't it? Yeah, it did. You know, things just kept moving in the right direction. 
And, you know, I was waiting, okay, they're going to put a drive together. Okay, they're going to put a drive together. And they just never did. And we just kept, we kept putting the drives together. And we kept just pushing and pushing and pushing. And it was just so fun to watch a plan come together and a team come together. Um, They just played physical. They just played a lot more physical this game than what I've seen them play in the last three games, really. Um, and it, it was good to see because I, I believe that the guys were better than what they had shown the last three weeks. And today is a good indicator of how good we can be because bar none, Oklahoma is a very, very good football team. And maybe we caught them on a bad day. I don't know, but Not I didn't care. see it that way. I saw it as us catching them and the day that we were just better than they were. That's all. That's what it looked like to me, too. That's a great way to put it. That's why we have you on, Brian Hanley. <laughs> that kind of crackling analysis. They, it, I don't feel like, oh, you look past K-State. I don't feel that way at nope. all. They came out firing. They came out running trick plays. They were, they were playing OU football, and then K-State hit them. And then K-State right. hit him again and hit him again. And maybe the biggest thing K-State did in this game, and how basic is this, they tackled. They tackled so yeah, they much better. And they only had one play where they looked, you know, like the K-State team. They can't pull guys down. And in their defense, CeeDee Lamb's really good, and everyone has that problem yeah. with him. But here's Chris Kleiman on tackling and trying to contain Jalen Hurts, who – didn't have the win, but still had marvelous stats and still might be my guy I vote for in the Heisman Trophy. Here's Coach Kleiman. It, it was better. You know, Jalen Hurts is a big man uh, running the football, and we we bounced off him a few times, but kept having a bunch of hats to the football, uh, and, and I was really pleased. And, you know, all those guys up front just kept battling and kept battling, and that's a 230-pound, 220-pound tailback playing quarterback with a great arm. And uh, so, obviously, pleased with everybody. We have to cover one more thing before we sign off here, and, and I want to go back to him. It's Skylar Thompson. Someone asked here, great basic question. Heard as Joe wants to know, did Skylar turn the corner? I loved it. I thought uh, mentally for me he turned the corner. He started really trusting everything and standing in the pocket, running when he should run, throwing when he should throw. That was the guy that was advertised. I believe he turned the corner. I don't, but kind of what I mentioned earlier, I believe that it happened last week at the end of the game because confidence breeds confidence. And I believe that last week's game, when he wasn't playing his best, he did play his best at the end of the game and got us a win. I believe that just carried over into the next week. So I believe that he has turned the corner. I absolutely believe. I don't believe it was a fluky game. I don't believe it. Well, he just got up and he just played this one good game. I I, I don't believe that, you know, and I would say it if, if I believe that, because like I mentioned before, I've been hard on him. I thought he should play better. I thought he should be better. And today he was better. So you got to give the kid credit. He, I mean, he played a outstanding football game today and I don't see it going back the other direction. Doesn't mean it won't, but I just don't believe that it will because I believe that confidence, like I said, confidence breeds confidence. He did it the week before when he had to that turn and translate it over into an entire football game today, which I don't see why that can't just can keep on continuing and him just keep getting better and better and better. Well, he did it on the ground. He got into the end zone four times. Four of Kansas State's six touchdowns, plus a couple field goals by Blake Lynch, were the 48 points K-State scored in beating Oklahoma. And here's the first touchdown Skyler scored in the game. K-State will run the option. Here's Skyler Thompson. He walks it in. Walks it in from the four. And it's 10-6. to six. Touchdown, K-State. Big-time drive by the Wildcats there. Brian, in the midst of all this, we missed that. They ran the option. They haven't shown that all year, and that had to surprise OU. And kudos to Coach Messingham. Courtney Messingham pulled that out right at the end zone and said, we're going to get six points. Yeah, I mean, that was beautiful. I mean, it opened wide up. You could tell that OU was not prepared for that at all all because i mean they had guys running everywhere except to the quarterback so it was a great thing to see but you know what i mean option football has always worked i remember running it 
Uh, you know, when we were when I, back in 97 and 98, when I was there, we used to run the option on the goal line, short yardage situations all the time. It's just you can outnumber people. And it, literally what happened, that's what you're trying to get to happen. Guys running everywhere except to the quarterback. Another great question from the incredible Gulk. Is this QB run game going to make this offense more effective? I, we've been saying that you got to have it in there. And it looks like they kind of had a – agreement we're going to run the quarterback we're not going to pound you into the ground but we got to use it and it really does add an element that is tough to stop for defenses well it has to you have to i mean if that's part of the offense or anything to do with offense you got to run your quarterback that's just the way the game is played today i mean you got to be able to outnumber guys and be able to run the football when you're doing that and having that extra blocker per se is going to help so like you said he doesn't need to be a, a 20 carry guy a game because that's just asking you're just asking for trouble if yep. you do that but to run it eight, ten times a game, hey, nothing wrong with that. You know, make make the hay while you can make the hay. That's my whole thing about it when you're running a quarterback. Get the yards, get positive yards. You don't want to be taking negative yards when you're running the quarterback because otherwise you're defeating the purpose of doing it. So I, I believe you have to run the quarterback in today's football to be successful. And K-State does. It looks like they're, they're doing it. And like you said, they've come to some sort of agreement. Hey, we're going to do it. We're going to do it successful. We're going to do it enough to keep teams honest and to give us positive yards. Yeah. We're going to do it to advance the football and to keep people off balance, which is what you need to do to be successful. And when you run the ball successfully and you run the ball with your quarterback, it slows down that defensive line. They were playing from the front. They could draw back and throw and, you know, it beat a little bit of a surprise. And Skyler was so good. We talked about it in the first half of this podcast, 18 of 28 throwing the ball he was on the money most of the day a lot of those were throwaways which is something he hasn't been doing this year very often he just would surrender a play and throw it away he was so confident 213 yards here's one of those great passes five completions to Dalton Schoen third and 15 down for the Cats after the penalty Thompson is back to throw pretty good protection shoots it high over the middle caught by Schoen he's got a first down at the 22 yard line perfectly thrown he had to go up a bit Yeah, it really was unbelievable. That was Stan Weber at the very end of that, how well K-State played. Another little piece of sound here. Here's Chris Kleiman on his junior quarterback, Skylar Thompson. What can you say about Skylar Thompson? You know, uh, he was under duress. He fired the ball, threw it on time, made great checks at the line of scrimmage. Uh, And, you know, for us not to turn the football over against those guys was really big. It's really tough to wrap all of it up in a short little podcast like this. We'll have more podcasts all week at GoPowerCat.com. If you're not a subscriber, 60% off uh, your subscription. Very limited time here as we celebrate the big win by offering you a big discount. Get over to GoPowerCat.com and grab that discount. Uh, One more question here from Wabash Station. M.E. Cat 14 wants to know, why, why haven't they played this way against lesser teams? Why OU? Why did this happen? I mean, it's a good question. First off, there's injury, the injury factor. Uh, maybe the game plan wasn't as good as what you wanted it to be or sh- maybe should have been. Also, uh, clearly, guys get up to play big teams. I mean, that that's, that ha- always happens. I mean, you can't, n- n- you can't ignore that, that guys are going to be more fired up to play one of the top teams in the country. That's part of it, too. But at the same time, I just believe that, we hit them in the mouth. We hit them hard in the mouth. And it, it, OU seemed like it was a young football team. Didn't take the punch very well at all. Where other teams that we have played that you may say that are lesser teams are a little bit more experienced. And they came out and they hit us in the mouth first. Although OU scored first, we were never, I mean, it wasn't like we were out of the game. It was like, yeah, they came out, they ran something, but we came right back. We came right back. We always came right back where the other games, we didn't come back. We didn't fight back. A little bit of it has to do with we were at home, too, yeah. you know, because that works. I mean, that, that's always positive, but it was a combination of things. I don't think we should look too deep into that, though. I mean, if you want to really look too deep into it, it's they're 18 to 22-year-old kids. So that has a lot to do with it, too. It's just 
you know, it's a Saturday is a Saturday, and this Saturday was our Saturday. It was a great sight to see. Kansas State 48-41. The Wildcats knock off number five Oklahoma at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. No time to rest and celebrate. On to the next week. It's KU in Lawrence. Certainly a game with high value to the fan base and a lot of the guys in the locker room. A win in Lawrence gets you bowl eligible. It uh, really holds some significance. Uh, You don't want to be that other coach that beat some big name teams and then turned around and lost to KU. You got to keep it going. Just got to keep it clipping. And, you know, we absolutely cannot have that. Chris Kleiman's a one week at a time, one play at a time guy, just like Bill Snyder. We'll see if that applies. This has been the Powercat Post Game Podcast. He's Brian Hanley. I'm Tim Fitzgerald. We do this every week. If you haven't listened, we will convene next week after that game in Lawrence and talk about what we expect to be, what we hope to be a big win over the Jayhawks, but we'll see. And we're sponsored by Caddyshack Golf from the golf course to the tailgate. Show your purple pride all week long. Caddyshack Golf, where caddy with two T's, caddyshackgolf.com. And remember the code GPC, GPC for free shipping on your next order. Brian, thank you very much for joining us. And we're going to let Wyatt Thompson take us out with his final call of a remarkable game and a fun day for the fan base at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. There's another knee, and that is going to do it. Your Wildcats have beaten number five Oklahoma. And the Cats rush the field. The Sooners are headed to their locker room. An incredible victory today by Chris Kleiman's Wildcats as we tick off the final 13 seconds here. K-State is 5-2, and 2-2, two, two and, two, and they stun number five Oklahoma today, our final You've been listening to the PowerCat Postgame Podcast presented by Caddyshack Golf. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.